fuck is up, you backroom bitches? It's your boy Tyreek, and welcome back to another episode of The Backroom. It is Thursday, October 13th. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. I hope you guys are well. I know I am. Um, it's been a while. I, I apologize for that. Um, you know, life gets in the way. It gets hectic. And you gotta put some things on the back burner. Unfortunately, the podcast was something I had to put on the back burner, but we're here. We're, I'm, I'm here to entertain you guys, bring you guys some more murder. Um, so, basically, I, I moved. Um, I'm no longer in the back room. I moved in with my beautiful girlfriend and her amazing son. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're a little happy family. Um, I moved to a bougie-ass fucking town. Um can I afford it? Not really, but, you know, we were driving one day, and I was like, oh, that's a nice house, and Erica was like, no, babe, that's not a house, that's a mansion, and I was like, oh, sorry, my bad, you know, I've just, I've never felt poorer in my life than driving down the street and just looking at these giant fucking houses, like, I think I would have to, like, I don't know, be a prostitute for you know, the next 30 years and save every penny, um, to afford a house, maybe the garage, I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting acclimated, I'm comfortable, luckily, luckily, didn't take too long to get comfortable, um, I have this big, awesome desk, it's large and in charge, and I like it, there's a lot of space for me to, you know, get comfortable, I don't have to worry about too much, um, and, you know, of course, the basic thing is work. Work gets in the way. Um, you know, we're, we're moving into some important times, um, at my job and, you know, I got to take care of business. Um, but, you know, there's some things that I wanted to talk about. Like, one, the queen died. That's unfortunate. And, you know, I'm from the United States, we got rid of monarchies, you know, a long time ago, and, you know, the monarchy is why the United States exists, because, you know, the patriots uh, were uh, highly against that shit, but that's besides the point, that was a long time ago, you know, um, Queen Elizabeth has been queen for all of our fucking lives, um, our parents' lives, maybe even our grandparents' lives, and it's, it's, it's weird that we have a king, um, it's very strange, but rest in peace to Queen Elizabeth, you know, she was a, she was a true homie, um, another thing I wanted to mention is, um, I might be having, uh, Keith on this podcast more, um, you know, he's getting, Zoom and uh, a microphone so that, you know, we can record and, and he could kind of be like my, my co-host, 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 um, and I think it's going to be fun. I, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I, I feel that from people that I know, they give me some good feedback when he's on the podcast, so I would love to have him on more, and that's the plan. So we'll get that going in, you know, a few weeks' time. His birthday's coming up. Um, I think he's getting a microphone for his birthday. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna 
get that going and put out some fun cases for you guys. You know, I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, I mean, that's about it. That's all I wanted to say. Uh, as always, shout out to my guy Parker. You know, he's the fucking man holding it down at work. Um, I mean, he, he works hard. He works really hard. Um, oh, me and Parker kind of live near each other, so maybe hopefully we'll be, be able to hang out more on, uh, you know, off days. But, um, yeah, let's just fucking get into it, shall we? Nice trip to beautiful Van Nuys, California, wherever the fuck that is, as we talk about the murder of Sherry Rasmussen. Now, Sherry Rasmussen, she was a very ambitious young woman. You know, she graduated from nursing school and she really loved her job. She she got a high from being a nurse. You know, she cared about her patients. You know, she thrived to be successful. And it was working for her. It really was. You know, she was moving up quickly in the medical field, and she was eventually made director of nursing at Glendale Adventist Medical Center, which, if you ask me, is pretty fucking mint. I mean, I know a lot of people in the uh, medical field, people that I went to school with who, they're, you know, they're moving up, but it's, it's kind of a slow process, you know. Sherry was just good at her job, and she was doing all this before the age of 25, 26, maybe. Um, she really thrived, uh, and, and, and she, she wanted to be successful in life, and, and she, was, she was making moves, I, I must say. Um, Sherry, she, she ended up meeting a man. Uh, his name was John Rutten, and uh, they, they fell in love pretty quickly. Um, they even moved in together, and they eventually got married in November 1985. Now, John was very kind to her, very caring. Um, he graduated from UCLA in 1982 with a degree in mechanical engineering. I almost said medical there. Um, and at the time that they met, he was a hardware developer. So, you know, both of them were on the way to succeeding you know, they, they they were making moves, and they were a power couple who were making moves, I must say. Uh, everything was going great, um, un- until it wasn't. The morning of February 24th, 1986, was uh, just like any other morning. I mean, John, you know was getting ready for work. Sherry was attempting to get ready for work, but she was she was really contemplating it. She didn't want to go. Uh, she definitely expressed that to John. You know, she had to teach a class, and she wasn't feeling it that day. Um, but John left for work, you know, and Sherry ended up calling out of work. Um, she used a recent back injury as an excuse, which is a solid reason to not go to work. I mean, when you're a nurse, you know, I think... Your feet and your back are, like, the most affected. So, you know, she took one for the team, went on IR for a little bit. Um, but a few hours went by, and John, he, he called the house. Um, but nobody answered. He just got the answering machine. So he assumed that Cherry went to work. 
So he ended up calling Sherry's job, and he couldn't reach her there either. Um, but he, he put his worries aside and was like, she's probably busy, you know, nothing unusual. And he, he continued on with his day. He went back to work. When John returned home that evening, you know, things were in fucking shambles. He, he saw a horrific scene. You know, the answering machine was unactivated, and there was a bloody handprint next to the panic button in the house. Um, the room was just a mess. You know, broken glass everywhere, and other objects broken as well. Um, papers, stuff knocked down. Uh, and, and finally... John found Sherry's body. Um, Sherry had been shot three times, and there was also a noticeable bite mark on her arm, which, during the investigation, for the forensics team took a swab of for DNA sample, um, just to find out who did this. Um, the real question became, was it a burglary gone wrong, or was it cold-blooded murder? Almost immediately, Sherry was ruled a victim of burglary. Uh, they believed that Sherry walked in the room as the burglar was in process of stealing electronics, and a fight ensued, you know, screaming and, you know, throwing each other into things. Unfortunately, of course, Sherry was shot and killed. Um, Ironically, the neighbors heard everything, but did absolutely nothing. I think it's funny when neighbors uh, neighbors like to be nosy as fuck when nothing is going on, but once something goes wrong and they hear it, they don't do anything about it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. Of course, John was ruled out as a suspect. I mean... His alibi was pretty strong, and he had no rhyme or reason to kill Sherry. I mean, their marriage was pretty happy, and they loved each other. Um, he eventually moved out of Los Angeles after the murder. You know, he was hurt. He was, you know, in, in fear um, that this person was still out there. Um, and honestly, if I was him, I would believe that I was next. Um, at the time of the murder, you know, Los Angeles was a shit show. There was a crack epidemic and, you know, rising gang violence, and it, it kind of consumed all of the Los Angeles Police Department's time. Um, so the case went cold, you know, nobody really wanted to touch it. Uh, Sherry's father really tried and tried and tried to reopen the case, in his final interview with police, he, he gave the police a name, um, the name of Stephanie Lazarus. Now, Stephanie Lazarus, she, uh, she was a crazy fucking bitch. That's me putting it lightly. Um, now, she met John when they were both students at UCLA. Uh, they, they had a very platonic friendship. And then after graduating 
it became sexual and intimate. Um, John only saw her as essentially a fuck buddy. You know, they, it was just like, they were friends with benefits. Um, John thought that, but, uh, uh, Stephanie really felt that John loved her. You know, they were going to get married and have kids and, you know, live happily ever after. You know, she was head over heels for John. She would have done anything. Um, but of course that was not the case. And as I read it, yeah, John kind of looks bad there. Um, but his intentions were always good. You know, they were, they, they remained friends after they ended their intimate relationship. Um, John, you know, went his way. Uh, I was going to say Sherry, but Stephanie went her way. Stephanie actually became a police officer uh, with the LAPD. And, you know, through the late 80s and through the 90s and early 2000s, she, you know, worked her way up and became a well-respected detective within the police department. Um, But that's besides the point. Let's go back. Um, When... Sherry and John got together, you know, Stephanie was upset. She was heartbroken. Um, She even called John's mom to say, you know, what's wrong with me? Why, why doesn't John love me? Um, Pretty much John's mother was like, shut the fuck up. You're fucking nuts, baby girl. And, you know, that was that, you know, she wrote a, she wrote letters to John's mom and John. Um, But, like I said, John was a good guy, and he, he, he kept her, you know, as a friend. Uh, Sherry was uncomfortable with Stephanie, you know. But John really reassured her that him and Stephanie were just friends. You know, there was nothing more to it. Um, but once Sherry and John became engaged, John felt that there has to be some closure for Stephanie, so he hooked up with her, which is a dick move, but, you know, he just wanted to wipe his hands clean of Stephanie Lazarus. Did it work? Not fucking really. Um, It just drove her fucking madly insane because she was still so in love with this man. Um, But again... John continued to reassure to Sherry that everything was okay. Now, this is where things really started to get strange. I mean, Stephanie would essentially just stalk Sherry. Um, She would call the house and then hang up. And Stephanie even showed up to Sherry's job and said, if I can't have John, nobody can, and left. But that was the last time... Sherry saw Stephanie, you know, things went back to normal, um, she had no problems with Stephanie after that, but it was noted that before that incident, Sherry was petrified of Stephanie, she didn't like her, um, you know, she was giving Sherry a hard time, and John and family members knew about this, you know, it was, it was a known thing that Sherry and Stephanie were not friends whatsoever.
The year was 2004, and the Sherry Rasmussen case had been cold for 18 years now. Um, John Rutten was out there living his best life, you know, trying to heal and be successful. Stephanie Lazarus was actually extremely successful in this time. You know, she she was a decorated police officer, and she worked her way up the ranks, and she became a detective and lead detective. She was actually in charge of the arts division uh, within the LAPD, you know, you know, investigating art crimes, whatever that means. Um, she got married, and her and her husband adopted a daughter. You know, life was really good for Miss Lazarus at this point. Um, but at that time, you know, Jennifer Francis, she was a criminalist, she found some missing evidence from Sherry's case file. It was a cotton swab that contained DNA, uh, the same cotton swab that was used to collect DNA from the bite marks on Sherry's arm. Uh, unfortunately, no detective wanted to reopen this case. You know, it was it was old news. You know, they didn't they didn't really care about it. But in two thousand nine, things really changed. So now it's 2009, and it had been five years since Jennifer Francis had stumbled upon this missing evidence. At the time, in 2009, of course, 2009 was a big year. You know, Michael Jackson died, and that was kind of like a big thing in the Los Angeles Police Department. They had to figure that out. But they reopened a lot of cold cases, you know, to get to the bottom of things. And Sherry's was one of them. You know, they, they looked at the evidence. They finally ruled Sherry's death a homicide. They figured out that the burglary was staged to fool police. You know, they... Things didn't add up, you know. Um, they looked into the notes, and they found the name Stephanie Lazarus. You know, everybody knew Stephanie. They, they knew who she was. She was well-respected, but they... They didn't hold any bias. They they decided to follow this lead. So they really they 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 staked out and they watched Stephanie um while she was off duty, she uh discarded a coffee cup in which the police picked up that coffee cup and tested the DNA. The DNA matched the fucking sample that was taken from Sherry's arm. And after all this time, it was finally fucking solved. Stephanie killed Sherry. I'm pretty sure you guys figured that fucking out because I dedicated a whole section to Stephanie. But, you know, that was the case. You know, she she killed her. Um she was angry she was jealous but um you know of course she denied it a little bit you know they brought her in for questioning and she wasn't trying to give it up but you know in the 18 years before the evidence was found Stephanie had you know made it gone missing you know what I mean she uh 
went into the evidence room and took out this sample. Um, of course, she was arrested and charged with first-degree murder. And they found her guilty. Off the bat, you know, it didn't really take too much time to find her guilty. And she was sentenced 27 years to life at the California Institute for Women. And since, she's appealed the ruling, and all have been fucking denied. She is not getting out. Um, and that's that's it. That's the story of Sherry Rasmussen. That's the, that's, that's the end, you know? Um, justice was finally served. Of course, you know, it can't really bring back Sherry, um, and it can't remove the pain that her family has, John has, but, you know, this is why you can't really, uh, form a love triangle, you know, um, I think things are a little different now, you know, you could get rid of an ex and block her and, you know, or block him and life can continue and be normal, but back then, you know, everybody had access to, you know, the yellow pages just look, oh, this is where John lives, this is where Sherry lives, we're gonna show up in Stockholm, we're gonna call this number, we're gonna figure out where she lives, or where she works, excuse me, and, you know, she could, and she worked with the LAPD too, so she went into the evidence room, took the sample, and dipped. You know, it's a fucking crazy case, I, it took them this long, but it also, kind of sheds light on the corruption and, you know, limited manpower the LAPD had at the time. You know, of course, you know, the 92 LA riots, you know, that was a big problem. Rodney King, you know, things were not looking well for the Los Angeles Police Department, and they finally did right. And they reopened this case. They reopened a bunch of cases, and they they got to the bottom of it. And you know, of course, technology and you know, just policing had advanced. You know, it was more cared for, and and they they figured shit out. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Stephanie Lazarus was is a fucking crazy bitch. She's crazy. She is crazy. You know, she was so delusional that she, she decided to kill, you know, her, her dream man's wife, you know, thinking that it would fucking work and John wouldn't say, oh, fuck Sherry, she'll be fine, she's dead, whatever, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fall in love with you now, and, I mean, for a long time, Stephanie got away with it, um, but, you know, things were open, reopened, I should say, and she's, she's fucking, she's eating tacos now, you know what I mean? She has no choice, she's somebody's bitch, probably. Orange is the new black motherfucker. Anyways, that's my episode, I hope you guys enjoyed it, I know it was kind of new and different, I, I didn't mention, but, um, I realized in the past that I was focusing more on quality, I mean, excuse me, quantity over quality, now I'm focusing on quality, 
over quantity. I want to give you guys the best possible podcast that I can give you. So I, you know, I added in transitional music and I'm not going to read from Wikipedia anymore. I feel like it kind of cancels out my personality and it makes it boring. And to be quite frank, I mean, you guys could go on Google and search up these cases and just read the Wikipedia page yourself. You know, so I've been taking notes, you know, using different resources, and I think it worked out well. I mean, once I get comfortable with this more, um, I think it will be a very awesome podcast. And, you know, that's that's my goal is to give you guys a awesome podcast. So I'm going to continue to do that. Um, until next time, be safe, stay healthy, stay safe, um, stay hydrated. Stay fed. You better not skip a fucking meal because only racists skip meals. We don't want that. Stephanie Lazarus skipped a fucking meal. She's not racist, but she's hateful, you know. I should start saying that skipping meal. Skipping meals makes you hateful, you know, because I always get questions for the racism part. Like, why does it make it racist? Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Just listen to it. Listen to me and follow the rules. <sighs> Damn, it feels good to be back. I love you, bitches. Have a good rest of your fucking day. Bye.